into the contest. It's Tuesday the 28th of December. Welcome to Afternoon Sports. Chad Wicker here. Uh, filling in for Tim Gilbert as always uh, this past two weeks and joined by my co-host Shane Lee. Shano, Sydney to Hobart is in full swing at the moment. Um, not too long until we'll find out who the winner is of that. But have, have you ever been out that far, like into the ocean where it's like deep sea, kind of maybe doing some fishing and whatnot? I'm not a big fisherman, but uh, the, the year I retired, I decided – I never grew up on boats. I decided to go down and buy myself a brand-new boat. I bought a 38-foot Mustang with a very good mate of mine called Andrew Yates. Right. Uh, he, <laughs> he was not a boaty either. Um, and uh, we took the boat out to Sydney Harbour, and the first day of my – my first Saturday I had off in 20 years of not playing cricket, I ceremonially dumped my cricket kit off the back of the boat. <laughs> I threw the whole kookaburra kit oh, really? into the water. So there's probably a nice fishing reef out there now. But uh, about half an hour later, <laughs> I ran the boat um, aground um, in Mossman Rowers. So I wasn't, wasn't a great boaty. So what? going out through the heads. How did you manage that? Well, I was looking at the um, the depth finder and it was saying 18 foot, 18 foot, 18 foot. <laughs> ran into ground. <laughs> well, you weren't looking, you, no. you weren't using your eyes just to see how close you were to the shore. <laughs> well, I thought I'd use the technology, but no, I didn't use my eyes. So I'm not a great boaty, but it, but it was very good fun. Uh, well, uh, we actually have our charity auction still running at the moment, the Cooper Rise Parading Foundation, uh, raising money for that. There's some amazing things on there. Uh, cricket bats signed by the Aussies from the 2019 Ashes Tour in the UK. Maybe we can fish your uh, kit out of the uh, harbour as well and put that one up there. <laughs> you can check it all out at afternoonsport.com slash auction. Today on the show, we'll be talking about the Ashes I mean, we've got to get into it. We've got to get into a break in a sec because I've got an amazing final hour of the Ashes yesterday um, that we need to cover. Plus tennis, NBA and more. It's up next. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. All right, Shano, the Ashes yesterday. Uh, what an amazing turn of events that happened in the final hour of cricket. Um, it looked kind of like this was going to be a pretty competitive uh, <laughs> pretty competitive one at the MCG. We like, you know, we obviously embarrassed England with our bowling in the first part. Then our innings started to fall apart, and you're thinking, oh, okay, this might actually be quite a tight one. But then it all went south again. For the palms. It went pear shaped in it towards the end. Yeah, as we know, uh, England scored 185. Um, and England did really, really well. James Anderson, in particular, taking four for 33, uh, kept the Aussies to only 267. So around an around a 80 run lead. Um, but then England had a bat towards the end. <laughs> and the last hour, lost four for 31. Mitchell Stark taking two wickets in two mm. balls. And the debutant, Scott Boland, the local boy, taking two wickets in three <laughs> balls. 
finishing with two for one. This test match will be finished today yeah. um, and the series and the Ashes will be wrapped up by the close of play today. Australia has will have the Ashes in their hands. I was watching that final hour. Stark could have had two more. Yeah, I know. It could have been over last night. They, they were looking they were like so bad and it was another moment of like you just turn away for a second and it's like, oh, no, two more have fallen. How is this happening? Um, you, like you said, it'll wrap up today. Um, but do you reckon, uh, like, how much, how many, how many runs do England need to get to even tie it up at the moment? Well, England still because they're still chasing. Yeah, they're still trailing by fifty-one runs, so uh, they need another fifty-one runs just to break even here. But um, look, as I said, uh, look, they're, they're they're really down out. Um, the batsmen are searching for the ball. <laughs> um, it's 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 really tough. It's really tough to watch, actually. Well, not really. I love seeing Australia win, but um, <laughs> look. Uh, our bowls are bowled so well. They're relentless with their line and their length and um, really putting pressure on the, un- the batsmen who are not in form at all. Do you think that we will be batting at, a- at any point today or do you reckon it'll wrap up before they can get that 50? No, they'll, 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 they'll get slightly more than 50, but I think we'll end up chasing probably 100 to win. Um, look, Marcus Harris scored 76, which was probably a career-saving innings for him. If he can mm. finish not out in the second innings, um, it'll put him in really, really good stead. For maybe at least a few more tests anyway, but um, yeah, he'd be very, very happy with that. Uh, if, as I said, if he didn't score runs this test match, that would have been the end of his um, fairly short career. Well, um, I don't know uh, this story out of the England camp. Obviously, COVID has poked his head up again. We're waiting on COVID test results for four positives in camps prior to the next day of the third test. Um, this kind of reeks of a little bit of, oh, I mean, this is just the cynic in me, but I'm like, oh, what a convenient excuse with what's going on at the moment on the cricket pitch. Well, it happened. There was... Uh, that four close contacts within within the team prior to yesterday's uh, actual game kicking off. So that, there was a 30-minute delay before the start of play. Um, but so far, the players are fine. I think they'll be fine again. Um, they've obviously been isolated from their loved ones. But, um, yeah, they're still talking about now, how do we handle the, the next test in Sydney um, and then the final test in Hobart? They're, they're saying maybe we cancel the rest of the series. But Cricket Australia will not want to do that. Either will England, actually, because... Um, these uh, the rights and the revenue that's generated by these next two tests are huge. Yeah, do you think that it'll? Because you know, my mates up here are discussing as we, you know, as we do at the pub watching the cricket, thinking that it'll just stay in Melbourne. No, it'll definitely come to Sydney. Um, even though there's probably more cases up there at the moment, but. Uh Look, they'll be fine once they get to Tasmania. <laughs> I don't think COVID's popped its head up down there, has it? <laughs> not yet, anyway. No, not yet. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, though. But it just—it does seem like you know you're the uh, you're the England cricket team. You're like, guys, this is looking really bad. So a couple of you guys need to go down to a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. well, what you got to remember too, like, a lot of these players have been playing cricket um, in the last two years. They've been playing for franchises all around the world. They've been in bubbles basically for two years. Yeah, um, So they've spent a lot of time away from their, their friends and their family, but stuck in a hotel room. Like, there's only so, ma- so many things you can watch and, and then order from room service, you know, on, on, your, on yeah. your house TV. So it is frustrating. It's hard work. They get paid well, but it's the price that you have to pay and particularly being locked up, it's sort of being... Now you're getting day release to play a game of cricket. It's not, not the best thing in the world. Yeah, mate, honestly, especially when they're having to watch the cricket that's going on at the moment, I'd imagine. Um, we'll go away from <laughs> yeah. the Ashes and turn to the, uh, the big bash that was on last night and Ben McDermott. I mean, what a quick 100 that was. Yeah, played really, really well, mate. The Strikers uh, scored 175 for five, but chased down quite easily with um, almost two overs to spare. Mm. As you said, Ben McDermott smashed 110 off 60 balls. Um, to get the victory there. And, um, yeah, look, he's going to be real contention. He's sort of 
this next generation coming through, and he'll be definitely putting his hand up for the T20 World Cup, which comes uh, around in about two years' time. Yeah. What's one of the fastest ones you've been, like, you've seen? Like, you've been on the pitch and seen someone knock a real quick century? Oh, G- Gilly scored 100 in Perth. I think it was, uh, I think the fastest ever is 53 balls. Probably someone will correct me for being wrong there, but 53 balls, I think, was the fastest 100 by Viv Richards. I think Gilly got it in 54. So, 60. 60 uh, balls, 110 is a is a big, big effort. Yeah, jeez. That was swing of the fences, though. That chase was getting real tight, though. They were, like, on pace, doing pretty well for a bit. Well, the great thing about the BBL is that the, the fact – the average score is around 180 to 200. So if you think of those numbers, theoretically, you can score uh, 36 runs off and over if you hit six sixes and over. So generally, most matches come down to the last over because – it's only around, you know, if you can score 36 off the last over, generally you can get within touch of, of those totals around 180. So that's, that's why the T20 cricket work, works really well. Um, we'll turn our attention to the city to Hobart at the moment. Rough seas have caused 32 yachts having to retire in this year's race. Massive, mate, 32 yachts. And they were predicting sort of uh, calmer waters across Bass Strait, but that wasn't the case. 32 yachts having to retire. Currently, um, Blackjack leads uh, to Law Connect and SKH Scallywag. Um, look, Law Connect uh, is a fantastic boat. It's been having trouble with its GPS navigating system. So uh, I dare say Blackjack may get the line on us here. So you've got to be worried with that GPS system. They might run aground just like you did in the harbour, mate. <laughs> it can happen, mate. It happens. <laughs> Stay with us through this short break because on the other side, we're going to talk tennis. NBA with Paddy Mills again up soon. Uh, the summer of tennis is getting a bit dicey as we head into January. Um, Italy's at number one is injury-free at the moment, which is some exciting news, but also COVID is starting to affect some of the players already. Yeah, Rublev has tested positive to COVID after arriving here, and uh, it's only three weeks out from the Australian Open. Uh, Italy's number one, Matteo Berentini, he's a good chance, actually. He's a big-serving oh, yeah. Italian, um, big bloke, strong. As I said, big serve, big forehand. Um, and he's injury free. He, he, he's an outside chance here with uh, you know a lot of a lot of the key players being out. We still don't know whether uh, Novak's Djokovic is, is, is <laughs> going to show up at all. But um, you have to wait and see on that one. But he's he's a good outside chance if you, if you like a bet on the on the tennis. He might be an outside chance. You get good odds for him, I reckon. Mate, if you want to bet on the tennis, I, it would be a great year to bet the field versus yes. Novak Nadal. I mean, the it is an open race when those guys cannot play. But the, you know what, though, if if it's a new face that wins the Aussie Open, it'll be only like I think the second second person that didn't have the name Federer, Nadal, or Novak to win it in like ten years. Yeah, and I think Warinka might have been the last person to win it yeah, outside of those. That's guys. correct, and that was about ten years ago. Yeah, and um, <laughs> yes. amazing. Those guys have had a stronghold over the over the game of tennis. But the tides are turning, mate. The tides are turning, and uh, you're going to see a few of these uh, the, the next generation coming through. And Matteo Berrettini is one of those. Well, I hope so, because even Federer said this like what three years ago when people were like, "How come you keep winning titles?" Mm. And he's like, "I'll keep winning them until." Someone comes up and decides to stop us. 
Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this is the opportunity a lot of these people have. You're right, though. um, A good chance of Berrettini this year. He's a very good tennis player as well. Uh, EPL, again, unfortunately, we've got to mention the name as well. COVID has uh, caused a bit of chaos with more postponements, but that doesn't stop Man City from going in a nine-goal epic to extend their lead on top of the table. Yeah, Man City defending um, their title. uh, 6-3 win over Leicester. And Raheem Sterling, once again, brilliant, scoring a double. Uh, Man City, you have to say, with all this COVID around, they are looking like, um, as I said, defending their title and uh, and going all the way again this year. Fantastic team. And, and as I said, Raheem Sterling, he could find the back of the net from anywhere, that guy. Mate, 6-3 is an insane yep. score in any case. So pretty wild stuff there. Um, love chatting about this guy from the NBA as well, Paddy Mills. Uh, people are finally starting to notice this man the way they should have from the get-go. Uh, he's talking about his decision to join the Brooklyn Nets as the best decision and the biggest decision of his career. And I think so. And I think the key as a sportsman, it's nice to get plaudits from from the press and, and say from your family and friends. But when, when those sort of fantastic um, plaudits come from your own teammates, that's when I think as a sportsman you, you, you feel the most pride. And, and he's got a lot of guys internally from the, from the net saying how great a job he's doing, particularly as, as a leader with a lot of the guys being out and Paddy Mills you know, standing up in the big moments. He'd be feeling really, really good about his game. He's 33 years of age and, and some sportsmen take a little bit longer than others to, to hit their peak, but he's definitely there right now. Well, mate, like I was uh, reading that in terms of his career – He's obviously been playing for quite some time. He's won championships with San Antonio Spurs, mm. but he was a bench man. He was a six man. And yep. the last time he started this many games uh, was apparently back in 2017. Wow. And he's been a bench guy since. The, the biggest thing I think, and I, James Harden alluded to this when they was talking to the press, is you notice straight away since him joining the Nets, his hustle is yes. something that is infectious in that team. And it's honestly something they were missing last year. I mean, defense was a huge issue for the Nets last year. And you watch someone like Paddy Mills that chase down every ball, chases every assignment on the field. It's hard to it's hard to get rid of him on a pick. He moves around that court pretty quickly all the time and he's tenacious. He is, mate. And, he, and particularly when you've got big timber around you, you've got a little guy that's, you said, hustling. Uh, brings a lot of energy to that team mm. and, and, and just a whole new dimension as well. So it, it creates opportunities for the big guys inside. So, yep, he's um, he's having he's on fire, Paddy Mills. Yes, he is. And hopefully he keeps going because I am a Brooklyn Nets fan, a top of the table, absolutely unreal. And i tell you what, it would cap off an amazing little run for him if they do make it to the NBA Finals uh, mid-next oh. year. So keep an eye out on that. Turning to F1, Daniel Ricciardo, I mean, look, it's, he's – Hasn't had a lot of luck in the in the last couple of years of the F1, I feel, but um, he's uh, revealed one of the things he missed the most over these last two seasons that have been interrupted by the pandemic. Yeah, he's revealed that he's a mummy's boy. <laughs> he's basically said <laughs> that the last that the last two years, um, the thing he's missed the most is a cuddle from his mum, and that's very cute and very nice. But um, it is very nice. He makes me laugh. I think he's got a really good personality, this guy, and, I, and he says a lot of stuff tongue in cheek too, but. Uh, He's obviously missing his mum there. Needs a cuddle. Yes, yeah, true. I think he's also missing a, a vehicle that can make it around a track. <laughs> uh, and finally, Shane, in your time being a being a cricketer, like, did you have any rituals? Like, was there like I put my left shoe on first, I wear the same jocks, or any kind of that type of stuff when you played? I used to put my left cricket pad on first, but that was about it, mate. Um, I wasn't really very. And it was it you like have to put the left one on first. 
Yeah, Andrew That's Simon, the way it is. Andrew Simon says once I'm not superstitious, touch wood. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but there's um, a, a big bit of research that just come out saying uh, that the colour that you wear can affect your performance. Um, now that's a bit hard when you're playing cricket and you're wearing whites, but they're saying red <laughs> um, has a slight advantage. And Tiger Woods, we always we, we knew he's always worn the red shirt, particularly for for big tournaments. Donald Trump yeah. would always wear the red tie, didn't he? And that, that worked out well yes. for him in the end. <laughs> and they're saying yeah. that, that if you uh, have black within your uniform, uh, there's more chance you'll get penalties against you. Really? Yeah, they're referring to, I think, maybe even Germany there and, um, and, and maybe the Blackburn Rovers. But, um, look, I'm not sure. I started to read a bit about this research, and I reckon it's probably done by a nerd who's never played sport in his life or, or even owned a red shirt, Or even owned a red shirt, so, so whatever, mate. One of the fascinating ones in that when they did that research was about how uh, one little moment they loved to cite was when Alex Ferguson changed the Man United kit mm. at halftime. They switched from the red to grey and they ended up getting beat by Southampton. Yeah, I didn't know you could actually even do that halfway through it. Oh, I didn't know you could do that either. You'd probably never do it again after that loss, but um, <laughs> no, interesting. But look, I, I did definitely do think that some colours uh, resonate better with other players and, and maybe it's it's just a feel-good thing. And, yeah, some guys are very superstitious and uh, and they believe in that. Well, yeah, you got Nadal's ritual when he uh, gets on a tennis court. He takes 40 minutes to get ready for his serve. Yeah, and I think it, you know the longer you go on and the longer you play, those sort of, if you have those sort of nervous twitches, they become more and more evident. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure about the colour. Anyway. Well, mate, you know what? The great Deion Sanders from the NFL, Dallas Cowboys, used to say, if you look good, you feel good, you feel good, you play good, you play good, you pay good. Yep. And that's <laughs> so, pretty, it's pretty simple, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, hey, um, before we go, Shadow, I've got to, um, I want to hear this story um, about a little bit of a, like a great moment with Andrew Simons, I believe. It was, mate. he's already gotten a mention today. He has, mate. And um, <laughs> I think I mentioned before, Simo, fantastic cricketer, not the sharpest tool in the shed. And, and we were leaving our team hotel and it was a, a, a young girl selling raffle tickets out the front of the hotel for some charity and, and Simo walked up and says, what have you got there, love? And she said, oh, I'm selling tickets. And he said, how much are they? And she said, $10. And he says, I'll have, uh, I'll have 10 of those, darling. Mm. That'll be $100. And uh, he said, oh, by the way, When's it? When's this drawn? She says on the thirty first. He says, "Well, expect the call on the thirty second, darling." No, no, mate. I don't know whether she was more aghast of the comment or, or his teammates just looked and went, "Is he joking or not?" I don't think he was. Well, that's it for afternoon sport today. So make sure you hit follow, or subscribe wherever you listen, and a big thank you to our sponsors, our fantastic sponsors in Main Hair Care. That's M A N E MainHairCare.com. There you go, and of course our producer Dan McHugh. Uh, big thanks to him. We will see you tomorrow. We'll see you again tomorrow, guys. Take care.